He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined as I try to be after wins as often as possible by Raj Chapalu. He is of Twitter. He is of All Access Lakers. He is of Lakers Detailed. He is of, uh, honestly, not too many, not enough things. Like, we need to get Raj more jobs. So, um, on the on, on that front, I do have a bit of an announcement uh, for later in the show. I guess I should probably start with it seeing as I'm contractually obligated to say this, but I am Anthony Irwin now of Lakers daily. I am their Lakers insider and uh, I will have more details on that front from now on, but starting every show from now on, I uh, am going to um, be, be saying that that is the platform that I write for. Let's uh, Raj. I don't know what to say about that game. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. I like I just I, I I have no earthly idea how to summarize what we just watched. The Lakers beat the Clippers 116 to 112. They were down by 19 points going into the fourth quarter. At one point, I think the biggest mm-hmm. lead uh was 21 points um at any point in that game. LeBron James outscores the Clippers uh by himself in the fourth quarter. And if he wasn't scoring, he was dishing out the assist that would lead to the bucket. It was a masterful game from LeBron while he was being guarded by, or while the while Kawhi Leonard was playing, he was also guarding Kawhi in that fourth yeah. quarter. It was it felt like one giant reminder um, because yes. I guess there was some conversation going into it about like is Kawhi better than LeBron, and then you have obviously the way that the season has played out and the Lakers being reluctant to invest into this season with further draft capital. It felt like one giant middle finger. Here's a reminder, everybody. I'm that fucking dude. Like I am that guy. Here's here's why. Hundred percent. And so these clips have been going out today, and I totally forgot this. Um, LeBron used to do this to Toronto a lot, and I'm not comparing the Clippers to Toronto, but um, like you got the LeBronto name right, and it was Game One, Anthony, of a playoff series where it and the, the score is like ten two. Like it's not even like the game's over yet. Kyrie throws the ball off the backboard to LeBron for a dunk and it's timeout. And you could just see the faces of the Toronto Raptors. Like, are they serious right now? This is game one. That's what tonight felt like. Like I like to keep it on the court and try to break down. But what I saw was LeBron take a team's soul like live. They went down 18 and I, you know, I tweeted, I'm done. It just felt like the whole team not only quit on Darvin ham, they were kind of just done with the season and then LeBron hit a three, and then you could just see something kind of switch in him, and he just attacked Tice and James Harden uh, mercilessly. I can't even say any. I can't even talk right now. Mm-hmm. Merciless. Yeah, he just attacked them um, every single time down the floor, and he took. It looked like he took James Harden's soul. I mean, you just see, and I think James Harden had like four or five points in the second half, and he he walked them down. And I thought this was just LeBron, like you said, LeBron, reminding everybody that he's still that dude and. It's cool that he can like still look like grab into his bag and pull this out, right? Like you, he can't probably he can't do this every game in the regular season. He probably can't even do this 40, 
50 times in the regular season anymore. But just to show that he can still pull this out, just had two days off, right? He's feeling good and is able to come down and absolutely just destroy the Clippers and just take over that game. Every possession down the stretch, there was no more Austin Reeves. There was no more D'Angelo Russell. They were all thrown into the side as spacers. It was just, where's Daniel Tice? Where's James Harden? Um, and I'm going to attack them every time he got to the line. I think he got like one free throw maybe in the fourth, but he attacked the rim every single time, had some offensive rebounds. The step back threes were going, and you could just see the confidence. That was a quite – like the story is going to be LeBron, obviously, but that's quite a meltdown, Anthony, by the Clippers. I mean, it's like a 37 to 18 or 19 fourth quarter, whatever it was, um, and that's how I summarize this game. The first three quarters were just, what the F are you doing? In the fourth quarter, it was just LeBron saying, I'm, I'm winning this game. We're, we're not losing tonight. I, I think that's how you summarize summarize this one. It was crazy. I made this note early in the game where uh, it was like the third or fourth possession in the game, and LeBron hunted Norm Powell. Remember that? Mm-hmm, and then like mm-hmm. Norm Powell like did a good job of moving his feet and kind of forced a, uh, a, a kind of like fallaway jumper at the free throw line from LeBron or whatever. Um, but I thought that like, I thought this was a very, it's like, like LeBron did this against Phoenix too, where like, it's, it's really clear. Like LeBron will make it known that he wants to win a game and he'll do mm-hmm. so through action. He'll do so through tone and all of these things. And sometimes the Lakers are there to, to pick up what, 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 or what he's dropping. And other times it, he waits a little too long or whatever. Um, this time, like in that fourth quarter, it was like he, he you, you you did mention that three right they called the timeout i think right afterward right. and he went to the you know he went to the, the, to the bench like mm-hmm. doing this thing the, the, the psycho uh celebration that he does and and yeah like it was just it was really you know and and, and like we'll get into the basketball aspects of this later but like i i do want to spend some time and just like revel in the fact or relish relish the opportunity that we have to watch this dude at 39 years old still go out and take a newly rebranded organization's fucking soul. <laughs> like it's yes. just it's so <laughs> insane that he was just like, uh, no, I'm 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 not no no not we are winning this game. No, no, no. I am winning this game. You know, it's just it's insane that he's able to do that at 39. It's such an unbelievable thing. Uh, to be able to to watch together. No, it's amazing. And this is just the Clippers lose their last game against us in this building in the most Clipper fashion ever, right? In the most embarrassing way. And I was thinking, Anthony, you asked on on Twitter, and you kind of broke Twitter with this this question in terms of uh, would you rather the team kind of just lose and because of the rep, uh, what would happen if they were to win and if they were going to keep Darvin Ham from that. I just don't know how many more performances like this we're going to get. And it's just amazing to be able to watch still. This is year six of LeBron on the Lakers. And every time he does this, it's still just mesmerizing. And yeah, to just take it. And that's not like this isn't a young team that was standing across, no. right? That's like this Kawhi freaking lettered. It's or James an old Harden, broken down right? one either. Like, it's, <laughs> right? right? It's like a, no, this, this is, is a like good basketball. This is a title contender. Like, this is one of the inner circle title contenders that he just was able to walk down and just use his aura or whatever you want to call it. And you could tell there was some, I don't like to use these words a lot, but there was some fear. Or there was just like, what in the world is happening? And the Clippers choked this game away. And a lot of it was just LeBron walking them down every time and being very purposeful with what he was doing and just destroyed them. So, no, it was amazing to watch. And 
uh, one of my favorite kind of clips of this game, the fourth quarter, LeBron and AD kind of had their huddle where they were kind of talking about things. Yeah. You could tell it, it was, was like, oh, shit, LeBron. Yeah, and then LeBron was kind of because AD is a little bit more laid back, right? But LeBron was kind of you could tell he was saying things to hype AD up, kind of like I still yeah. need you, like we got this, we're, we're still two of the baddest MFers in the league. These dudes can't handle us, and saying I'm sure saying all these type of things that guys say when they're you know super competitive. Yeah. But uh, no, that was like, don't that listen was to Darwin. To like, <laughs> oh no, come on, give me the ball. <laughs> Darwin's trying to run a set for D'Lo. Fuck him. We're just running the LeBron offense. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's a couple things that I want to play uh, having to do with this game. or the, the A couple things I want to point to because I think this is just such a perfect uh, summary of this game. Raj, you have two tweets about 14 minutes apart from each other. Yes. They are getting, they're getting, I've seen it a million times now. Done. The time, right? And then 14 minutes later, we back. <laughs> it's the basketball version of this scene. You know, Lloyd, just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. Raj is dumb, dumb. You go and do something like this. I'll tell you about it. And totally redeem yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do do, you watch Dumb and Dumber? Please tell me you watch Dumb and Dumber. No. I've heard heard of Dumb and Dumber. I haven't seen it. No. I've heard of it, though. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Where Where would I watch? Like, I don't even. I've heard of it, though, as a comedy that people reference before but uh no i've, I've not seen it yet it's like i think almost quite literally the most quotable movie of all time really yes i've yeah. never seen that scene before in my life <laughs> unbelievable Com- comments like please jump in here and by the way for those for those of you who are watching live whether it's on twitter or on youtube please hit that subscribe button uh, if you're watching on Twitter, please subscribe. YouTube.com slash at Lakers Lounge is where you can find us, uh, break these things down it, after the game. <laughs> that, that, that'll go on the, the bucket list of movies I'm supposed to watch. This that is one, like legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time. This is like in like there the, like we'll we'll do this bit that isn't really a bit from time to time and like you know I like I enjoy explaining these. No, this is just breaking my soul. Like this is this is probably where I get like the vast majority of my humor from. It's from Jim Carrey yelling at people in the hallway. We landed on the moon. Oh God! All right. Um, uh, real quick, right, just so to I be wanna, fair, I. I tweeted that when Norm Powell hit a turnaround step back three over Austin Reed. End of a quarter. Put the put yeah to put the lead. It should have been an M one, honestly. <laughs> right, and I was um <laughs> done. I thought it was over. Right when I put one feet one foot out, Anthony, the Lakers throw me all the way back in. So we are all the way back, baby. We are we are all, all the way back in. Another another quote that I guess you're not gonna get is like every time I think I'm out. They pull me back in, right? No, it's Soprano. That's that's Godfather. Godfather. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't seen. It, um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. All right, I actually think that there are some micro and ma- uh, micro and macro takeaways from this. I want to start with um, 
the um, macro actually, and we'll we'll kind of whittle it down here as we go along here. And um, you know, the, the focus here is going to be LeBron and how many times it feel like he he has to keep on like proving to people. I guess like the conversation mm-hmm. over the last couple of days uh, after Brian Windhorst report about him wanting to sign a new multi-year deal with the Lakers this year. Is he worth 60 plus million bucks a year at age 42? Mm-hmm. You had the Lakers not do anything at the deadline uh, for the second time in three years with, with LeBron um, and, and basically kind of put up the white flag and, said essentially like all right we'll see what we'll, we'll see what this uh roster can do this season but we aren't really interested in 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 investing further draft capital to fix this thing um which i think kind of is a bit of a slap in the face to lebron um and then he has a quarter like this and he has runs like he has had this season and he has an entire season as he has had this season that like it's just reminder after reminder after reminder hey man i am that good please, for the love of God, meet me halfway, right? And I would even say at this point, he's like, meet me one-fourth of the way, right? Meet me, you know, yeah. 35% of the way here. I am doing everything I can. I am legitimately redefining what it is to age in a professional sport right now just to keep this stupid title, the stupid organization's title window open and 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 yet it, every time I you know it comes down it, it it comes time to invest further in this organization it's like pulling teeth it has to be like it has to be super frustrating here right like it has to be just like you know soul crushing to be able to do what he did tonight and know that he's able to do what he did here tonight and still have to go to the front office and be like please Rob please Jeannie please give me more to work with than that please give me more to work with than spencer dinwiddie as a miraculous buyout who has played like shit ever since he got to los angeles right yeah dinwiddie i think had one or or two good games and he's he's really struggled no that must be tough for lebron and like you said the conversation has been is he worth the 60 million or whatever lebron's gonna get paid the max i think that that conversation just that doesn't really make a lot of sense lebron's gonna get every penny but the point of having to continue to prove it i think the point is anthony that it's just never been done before at this age right and i think that's such a tough kind of line to walk but i think i agree with you where if you're in the lebron business you're in the lebron business you just are and that means you are in title mode every single year and it's tough i'm sure for him to see all these teams making moves right the team we just played phoenix was able to acquire Royce O'Neal right for a couple second rounders and mm-hmm. he drops I think 20 and 10 on, on our heads during that game but and you and LeBron sees our front office kind of not make any moves I'm sure it is frustrating for him I think the front from the front office's perspective they're like hey look we just we just built this team we just built this team for you in the summer we just invested in all these guys I know it pains people to say this type of stuff but Jared Vanderbilt is out who was supposed to be a vital kind of key cog to this um, and, and there's two sides to this as well. LeBron's like, look, I've missed six games since the All-Star break. I've played every single, I've played almost every single game. I've sat, sat out very few games other than back-to-backs. Anthony Davis has played in almost every single game. And it's tough to kind of, you know, fight that back and forth. Um, but no, it, it is tough for him, I'm sure, for LeBron to continue to have to, 
I guess, prove, you know, himself to the team and prove to others that, look, I'm not a normal 39-year-old. I'm still going to be impactful next season. I'm still going to be this freaking good. And that's the part that's just incredible to me, Anthony, that like the drop-off from LeBron, whatever it's going to be. And I think it's more, you see it more on the defensive end than anywhere else because honestly, where this game changed and the offensive stuff is going to get the loudest um, headline, obviously the three-pointers made. He goes five for eight from three in the fourth quarter, all the, you know, attacking switches. Anthony, it's him switching on to Kawhi. That changed the whole game, right? Kawhi was being yeah. guarded. It was, you know, it was pulling your hair out about, you know, we had Torian Prince on him on purpose for for, for, a, for a lot of these, Even for a lot Ken's of tonight. out there. You're playing Cam Reddish, and Torian Prince is still guarding Kawhi. This is insane. <laughs> right, and then Rui was also on Kawhi a lot, which I think Rui should be able to stay with Kawhi, but Kawhi kind of has more foot speed than people expect. And he kind of throws like Rui's not very shifty just because big guys who are as big as he is just aren't able to. That's one of the things that makes LeBron special. Mm -hmm. But we threw LeBron on, you know, Kawhi and that really shut it down. Right. He was he wasn't giving he was fighting through switches. They weren't allowing Kawhi to kind of hunt D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. We switched to hedging instead of full on traps or full on switches. Right. So D'Lo hedges at the top of the screen and then returns. And you kind of let Terrence Mann or Russell Westbrook, whoever it is, kind of attack it in that short roll. Um, and that changed the game to me. And LeBron can't do that every night, Anthony. I think that's the tough part about this is that, like, if LeBron doesn't decide tonight, hey, I'm going to, uh, like, I remember Josh Hart had a quote on his podcast that, you know, scoring 20 and playing defense is is tiring. And, like, I'm sure that's tiring for a 20-year-old in Josh Hart. I'm sure for a 39-year-old <laughs> in LeBron James, that's pretty damn tiring. Um, and, you know, he and, and, and LeBron did that tonight. And that's the tough part is he can't do this every night. He can't be your defensive not that he's a defensive anchor. I think that's what Anthony Davis is for this team, but he can't be your defensive boost and put up 20 in the fourth quarter on a consistent basis. And if he can't do that, you're probably winning at the pace they're doing. But LeBron's showing like, hey, give me some help in the regular season and I'll carry you when it matters. And they showed that last season, which that's that's the kind of tough part uh, that I'm sure they're fighting. But no, LeBron was just masterful tonight. This was a masterful LeBron, LeBron performance for sure. The Lakers improved to 12 and 1 when Torian Prince plays fewer than 25 oh, minutes. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> 12 and 1. And I think the one happened when he played like 24 minutes and 59 seconds or something like that. Like, I think. <laughs> the closer he gets to 25 minutes you can actually watch the lakers get worse <laughs> their win percentage just drops just like, yeah. like the lead tracker just you tracking yeah. torian's minutes <laughs> you know like that that meme of the avengers right where it's like like you see the actual avengers and it's like that's the lakers when torian prince plays 24 or fewer minutes <laughs> And then it's like the dudes who were like in these terrible Walmart costumes. It's like the <laughs> Lakers when they play 25, when Tory Prince plays 25 or more minutes is essentially how bad the Lakers are when he gets that kind of a run. And by the way, like, I actually think that it's, it's, it's worth discussing. <laughs> like, I actually think it's worth talking about uh, why it yeah. is that the Lakers are so much better when you get smaller do doses of Torian Prince because he's a five million dollar a year player. Like it, he's not. He's not Chris Middleton. Um, and yeah. and and like I, I 
insane. We have to explain this. It's a crazy we, thing we, that you have to state. It's as, insane as a that I have to sit here and say that Torian Prince is not Chris Middleton. No. Championship caliber Chris Middleton. Second best player on a title team. No. <laughs> But but like it's it's legitimately a point that I think we have to continue to hammer home because like that stat is so loud and I think it's at this point it's such a it's 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 a trend in the way that we have to take note of it right yeah for sure I, I do think Torian in a like because now that Rui's starting Torian's coming off the bench I do think he's been helpful and he's been a guy that has been helpful in defensive situations as well it's tough that he's been thrown into this you know, starter, you know, level minutes. And the saddest thing about tonight, and they did win, so uh, it, it all, I guess, works out is, uh, and I think you predicted this as well, that Max Christie is just out of the rotation. And I think that's just, that's very unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, shout out Max Christie. He was at the South Bay game last night, one of the few Lakers that goes and supports the G League. Um, there used to be a lot of players that, that go down there, but in any case, uh, yeah, it's sad that, you know, Prince's minutes and Cam Reddish's return has kind of taken Max, you know, out of the lineup. Uh, and Darwin 100% has an affinity for Torian. I do think, again, I think Torian's a fine, like, I think when I look at Torian Prince, Anthony, it's just, he's an average NBA player, which, like, if you look at our past few seasons, we were short on average NBA players. We just yeah. were. We had a lot of really below average NBA players. The problem now is we've turned an average NBA player and turned him into a 35-minute starter. Um, and I think that's the tough part for him. And I was looking at his minutes the other day, his like distribution. He's playing like 10 or 12 more minutes a game than he's had in the last like three, four years. So even for him, uh, this is quite a step up. And I, the, the biggest thing for him, Anthony, I think if Torian was just able to control his shot selection, I think we'd have a different conversation as well about him. I don't think he's hurting you as much defensively anymore just due to the lineups that he's playing in. He's coming in second units. Second units by themselves are really more uh transition type lineups and our smaller units just in terms of how the league works um but his shot selection still there's a ton of shots where on the rewatches especially it's just Torin, you were not open like you were no you were and there's 15 <laughs> and there's 16 on the shot clock but yet it's a step back three over a contest and like you if you watch Torin's reaction it's one of those oh man i almost had it and it's like no you didn't almost almost had it it was it wasn't even close so that's, i think that's the thing for me with Torian that you know, I'd like him to him to really clean up. And I don't know if that's a conversation with Darvin. I see this with Cam Reddish as well. Cam came in, Anthony, I don't know if you remember, but his first two shots were just, the first one was like a step back mid-range pull-up. And the second one was a, was a tough three over a contest. Those are just shot, shot selection stuff that I'd like him to clean up that I, I, I don't know if that's the messaging that that's coming down from Darvin in terms of that he has the freedom to take those. But that's the stuff I'd like him to clean up. He's actually hitting his uh, mid-range bank shots at a pretty good percentage. So... Like, if you want to do a Chris Middleton comparison, that's kind of the one place you could probably look at. Torian and Chris Middleton hit bang shots from the mid-range at an okay rate. But other than that, yeah, I would like I would like Torian's kind of step-back threes and, um, you know, one-dribble pull-ups to, to be taken out of our offensive diet, and especially when you have as many guards and creators. And, like, you just signed Spencer Dunwoody. There's no reason Torian Prince should be taking step back off the dribble jump shots. But I just, I don't think that's changing though anytime soon. And I think Torian's going to continue to get his 25 to 20 or to 30 minutes. And uh, the Lakers kind of have to work, work around that. I right know. I don't know, man. Like the whole point oh. of having a front office and having a, a you know, any kind of an anal analytics department is to relay information like, Hey guys, 
you're 12 and one when this guy plays this many minutes or fewer, right? Like that's the whole point of, of having a fully functioning organization is to be able to go to Darvin and be like, I know you see this guy as one thing, but this is who he actually is. Right. And, and, you know, it, it, we're reaching a point here with him where we're so far beyond the point of diminishing returns that it becomes like we can't have a a fully genuine conversation about the guy because like because the situation has gotten so ridiculous right and um we can't have a and this has like been my problem with the lakers all season is the fact that like we can't have a uh, a a legitimate conversation about various guys over the course of this roster. You look up and down the roster, and we can be like, "Well, <laughs> sometimes Rui looks great, but other times he runs corner to corner. Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, Max Christie looks great. So, Cam, like you made that you made the point about Cam tonight. I thought there were two very distinctly different versions of Cam Reddish tonight. When he first got into the game, he was like, "Woohoo!" It's go time, baby. And he started firing away. And then the second time he got in, it was like, you know, the guys got to him. It was like, if you shoot at all, you are packing your own bags, sir. You know? And, and, and like, like, this is the thing. It sounds harsh or whatever, but that's how, like, that's how, Functioning's organization fu- functioning organizations work, right? It's not this isn't a Lakers specific thing. This isn't a Tory and Prince thing. This isn't a like in every organization you have people who fulfill various roles and and you push them as hard as you can so that they could find the best and optimal role for themselves where they do the most for your organization but you don't cross that point of diminishing returns and and like so often with Darwin he pushes, he pushes, he pushes, but he never kind of recognizes, okay, we have exceeded what this guy can do, right? Let's dial right. it back. And, yep. and, and like, as we dial it back, we can dial it up with somebody else, right? And I think this is going to be really interesting with Spencer Dinwiddie, where, like, we have exceeded the point of diminishing returns the second he steps onto the court nowadays, right? Like, as soon as he plays any basketball whatsoever for the Los Angeles Lakers right now, you are he is he is playing in a role that exceeds what he is capable of doing as an NBA player right now. That is not what we would say about Max Christie. Max Christie right now is an objectively better basketball player than Spencer Dinwiddie. It's not about like there's like there's no conversation to be had. This is not something that is up for debate. They do different things on the court and all that stuff, but you have like what Spencer brings to the table, you have plenty of. You have creation from sure. D'Angelo. You have creation from Austin. You have creation from LeBron, especially when he plays the way he did tonight. And by the way, that's probably the way that LeBron is going to be playing from the rest of, for the rest of the season because he recognizes that all of these games are must-win. So what you right. do is you dial back Spencer Dinwiddie's role and you dial up Max Christie's. What is your level of faith that Darvin Ham is going to do that, though? Very low. I mean, <laughs> sadly, because I mean, <laughs> even when <laughs> I mean, we had we had Jared Vanderbilt out. We had uh, we had a bunch of guys out and still Max was playing, I think, four minutes. I forgot what team that was against. I think it was against San Antonio or something like that. Max played like four minutes. So I would not expect him to be in the rotation. Just to be fair for tonight, Torian, I know it doesn't feel that way. Anthony Torian only played 17 minutes tonight. 
at least that's I think what I'm seeing in the box score. So um, four field goals, but no, you're right. Like you look at the team opposite of us tonight, right? They they uh, traded for James Harden and PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker, who had a role in Philly or wherever he was, I believe he was in Philly. Yeah. Um, and in Philly, and they said, look, we're gonna try this out. PJ Tucker was terrible. Um, it was very clear that you know PJ Tucker was past his his role. Of, um, ability wasn't taking corner threes wasn't re- was was rebounding was really doing uh not much else and tyloo's like you're not playing anymore and they just and and they completely shut it out to the point where pg tucker went in uh again this is stuff that i'm not privy to but i guess like went and told reporters that i'm unhappy and uh and is now somehow playing again but like uh, part of and also bones highland another young guy they traded from denver bones just wasn't fitting you know their team and their you know winning philosophy and he was taken out of the rotation two so straight, you know, I'm, two straight teams that he hasn't fit a winning philosophy in because he wasn't yeah, fitting yeah. a winning philosophy in denver and now he isn't fitting a winning philosophy it, in it, with it, the clippers it, it, at some point it's it, like man i can't find a good roommate you want <laughs> <laughs> you know bones <laughs> it might, it might be but, but, some self-examination here but to your point with that the one of the reasons yeah. not only because of bones is inability to I, well, I'm not going to say I don't watch Bones uh, closely enough, but they have Norm Powell, right? Like Norm Powell already does all the stuff yeah. that Bones wants to do, but he's better. And yeah. God, Norm just turns into Steph Curry sometimes um, when he plays us. I think the Dinwiddie thing is interesting, Anthony, because I think I get the at least logic of it in terms of it's it's not obviously him and Max do different things. And I think Max is needed just because of his rebounding defense and just he ups our athletic floor. But Dinwiddie is kind of this thought process of stacking strength on strength. Like you have a good ball handler and score in D'Lo, you have a good ball handler and score in Austin. Now you have a good ball handler scoring in Dinwiddie. And the I guess the uh, thing that they were thinking with that is to kind of have all threats on the floor at all times. So like when they do go small, the difference between Dinwiddie and Torian is that Dinwiddie at least should and is supposed to have some level of off the bounce skill that Torian doesn't. Uh, what has has like what has not transpired is Dinwiddie's become a. a uh, below average playmaker on this team so he just hasn't like the clippers up the physicality and that's something that impacts delo it looks like that's something mm-hmm. that impacts spencer dinwiddie as well he was just unable to kind of hit the pocket to ad and it's NBA only been all impacts dinwiddie at this point like like playing <laughs> like, like if he was to play in the g league he would probably look pretty good but as soon as he steps on an nba court <laughs> but i mean dinwiddie just had like he was he had a really great run with the Dallas Mavericks, right? In their playoff run. I think he's kind of a guy that is a Jack of all trades guard where there's nothing he does exceptionally well. He just like, he's okay. Driver. He's an okay shooter. He's okay. Pick and roll operator, but like, he just does none of those things well. So when the team really locks in, it kind of removes him from the game in a, in a way it's, it's fairly similar to D'Angelo. Well, well, D'Lo's kind of has a more physical problem, but anyway, that, that's a lot on Dinwiddie, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I hope Max plays Anthony. I just, if he can't play now where Vando's out, like when, where would he, and, and when Cam was out, if he couldn't play when both of those guys were out, I, I don't know how he's, how he's stepping in now, but I, I hope he does for sure. Yeah. Like I don't have particularly high hopes, right. But that doesn't mean that we can't point that out here. No, you know? for sure. And, and like, and look, I was a guy who, because D'Lo wasn't playing very good um, basketball for the vast majority of this game. And when LeBron took over basically all creation responsibility in the fourth quarter, I was the one saying, like, you know, it might make some sense to play Max here instead of yeah. D'Lo. 
Um, nice thing is that D'Lo stepped up and hit some monster threes in that in that um, during that run, and and was was a big part of that comeback or whatever. Um, on both sides of the ball, by the way, like here's the thing with D'Lo. You want to not notice him on defense. Like as soon yeah. as you notice D'Angelo Russell on defense, it's either incredible or it's probably really bad, right? Sure. And in that fourth quarter and when the Lakers were making the run while he was out there on the court, I didn't even think about D'Angelo Russell's defense. Like it was not, it was not a part of there was actually a play where um D'Lo's guy came up to set a screen yeah. on whoever was guarding, I think it was Harden. I think Cam was guarding Kawhi. Harden and um and Delo's guy, I think it was Norm or somebody like that, came up to set a screen. And uh I was like, don't switch, don't switch. Do whatever you have to do to not switch. And Delo actually did a really good job of actually shoving Cam to stay on Harden. And Norm wound up slipping the screen. And Delo had mm-hmm. to like, you know, fight Recover. to get back into the play. But I would still much rather have Norm have the ball there than Harden in that spot against D'Lo, right? And it's those like tiny little things that, you know, you don't notice from, you know, unless you're like really looking for it. But it's those tiny little things that make the difference between if had he just switched there, that's probably a bucket. As it was, the Lakers got the stop, the run continues, and and the game continues as such. And 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 that's the part of it that, like, you know, we were talking about this with Rui. We've talked about this with D'Lo. And, and it's just like the Lakers have entrusted you, right? Whether it was Rui getting a new contract, whether it was D'Lo getting uh, not traded at the, at the deadline, the Lakers have entrusted you with, like, hey, you are going to be a part of this core here moving forward. That means that both of those guys have to, you know, step up to the responsibility of, not just scoring like you have mm-hmm. to either positively impact the ball or impact the game without the ball, or you have to just not fuck up in those spots to help your team be good elsewhere. Right. hundred percent. And I just, I love the trust, you know, from tonight and, and Delos hit some huge threes and he's a guy that can have a terrible game and just hit clutch baskets. And you're right. I thought his defensive effort and just his engagement was much better and, Delo's like a lot of players to me, Anthony, where his defense kind of relies on his offense. And he's so bad defensively that when his offense is bad and his defense drops even a percentage, it just goes off the, the wayside. Um, but I thought tonight he was solid. Austin Reeves, two huge defensive stops, right? The two guards who are kind of picked on defensively. I just love that you know they stopped sending two. We were trapping James Harden for a lot of this game at the top of the key in terms of where if he got an isolation on Austin Reeves, they would send two and Austin, I think got, you know, two big stops on him, but yeah, you're right. You know, Rui and D'Lo both came up big in the clutch. Rui missed that corner three. I love that LeBron went right back to him. And then my favorite, maybe one of my favorite non LeBron play of the night, Anthony was Rui catches in the corner. It's quite freaking Leonard who closes out on him and he, you know, pump fake, drives and he kind of bumps Kawhi off which you don't see people do at all but he bumps it and <laughs> such he an gets insane a re- sentence i bumped uh, Kawhi leonard off that's and it's like, not like, Ka- yeah, like yeah. i'm not kidding Kawhi might be like a top three hardest guy to move in the league because uh, of his understanding uh, of leverage and just overall strength and all of those things like if he doesn't want to move he is not moving it's like him and like two other guys that I would I think of that way. 
and, and it's not like Kawhi had a you know crazy closeout. Like he was under control. Like he was under control on the closeout. He moved his feet. He was staying right with Rui, and Rui was able to, like I said, bump him off and hit a reverse layup on him. And they panned to Rui, and he might as well, Anthony, have been doing the LA sign because he put out a huge. He stuck his tongue out, you know, and he was all excited. Oh, yeah. that's, that's when you uh, know good things are happening. Yeah, when you get yeah, the Rui so that, like ah, like yes, it's just, yeah. it's, you know, great things are happening when yes, when he does you know, when his whole ass tongue is out there. You know, great things are happening. <laughs> we got the Rui uh, tongue out. We also got the D'Lo. Every time D'Lo hits a three, that kind of ices the game. Uh, he does this thing where he looks at the crowd. Now he doesn't really do the ice in the veins anymore, but he kind of just like does a are um, are you entertained? Which I don't know which movie that's from, but like are you entertained type of thing, and then uh, goes goes down the other end. That three hundred. 300 right or 300 sparta sparta hmm. <laughs> are you not entertained are you, are you not entertained that's not 300 <laughs> it's gladiator oh, gladiator okay. i've not seen Phoenix. that one yet one of the best movies in the history of cinema. They're making a sequel that nobody wants right now. Oh my god! Put on the put on the uh, list of movies. I need to like, catch not... up on. Dumb and Dumber cut me to the heart, and you were like, "Let's go further." Let's <laughs> see that steak sticking out the back, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you not okay. entertained? <laughs> I've heard of that like saying, like I've heard of it, and I think I might have seen that just scene of that movie, but I actually just rewatched it like the other day. You rewatched it? Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On it was on Netflix. It might still be there. Uh, help me out, comments if, if you guys have seen it there. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, all right, let's get you out of here on, on this note. And, and this has been fun. Honestly, like I, I, we could have had like a more serious conversation on all this stuff. I mostly just wanted to just laugh at, at this game. We'll take a look at some of the numbers, um, within it. Anthony Davis, I thought was not great by his standards tonight. Um, one thing that I've noticed recently is that, uh, you know, the Lakers are basically on this run where other than tomorrow night's game or tonight, by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, if you're listening on podcast form, um, the, <laughs> oh my God, that's a great point from Drew. Uh, <laughs> LeBron literally gave Bryce the middle name Maximus. That's the main character from, <laughs> from Gladiator. Oh, Is that really? Goodness. Wow. Uh, no, is it? No, I think that no, I think uh, his son was named Maximus. I think. Okay. He was he was the Spaniard. He also might have been Maximus. Um, I'm I'm legitimately blanking on that front. But yeah, I, I've I've thought that or I've noticed recently the Warriors did this, the Suns did this, the Clippers did this again today. Uh, teams are really forcing Anthony Davis uh, to hurt them himself. Um, he was doing a great job. I thought when the Lakers were playing their best basketball, being a facilitator and, and, you know, uh, being kind of the, the central hub, especially in those second units when LeBron isn't out there and really running the show, but, uh, teams are turning him into a jump shooter, which I don't think he's very comfortable with. 
and um, they are sending traps at weirder angles now uh, that he isn't quite ready for and um, and has really impacted his ability to pass the ball out of those double teams. Is there anything that the Lakers can do, do you think, to get him back to facilitation yeah. mode? Because I think that that's when they are at their best, and that is something that they're going to have to find again. I thought tonight they tried to force him a little bit too much kind of on one side of the floor. And I think Tyloo Anthony is the best in the league at just throwing the most creative double teams at him. The main character from, from Gladiator was Maximus. Russell Crowe was okay. Maximus. I'm glad we got that figured out. I'll, I'll watch it in August after summer league. Um, <laughs> a few movies to, to put on, uh, but no, yeah, like I, I, I feel... watch it like right when we're done tonight. <laughs> oh no, I have Oh, this game is coming back on after after this after we're done talking. You said that's uh, so dirty. Oh no, baby, I got myself a bottle of wine, no, a cigar. No. I got some chocolates and strawberries. I'm gonna watch me this game. I don't blame you. That fourth quarter was incredible. Uh, right? No. Yeah. No. I really can't wait. Um. But uh, for Anthony Davis, though, again, like I feel like well, this is a game like probably twelve or thirteen against the Ty Lue Clippers, and every single game feels like goes the same way. The conversations are the same because a lot of them have been losses. Why did Anthony Davis only take one shot in the fourth quarter, or why did Anthony Davis only have four shots after the second half? And I think Ty Lue is just really smart at manipulating where the doubles come from. They're never from the same side, right? And Anthony Davis has improved um, a ton as a passer, as a playmaker, out of those you know decisions but they're just really creative with it. And the double is coming from like a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who you just pointed out is really smart with that, with his hands and they zone up, they zone up, they, they zone up a lot. Of, uh, they zone up on him a lot, you know, when he's isolated in the corners or when he has the ball on the side and like your cuts have to be a little bit more strategic. I thought our spacing, spacing principles were a little bit off. There were a lot of times where like Cam was the one on the strong side and they were able to really play off him. Uh, Russ was cheating a lot um, off of his guy, but yeah, I think they're just really good with it. And I would like to see AD play a little bit more from the top of the key, be a facilitator a little bit more at the top off of handoffs and off of pick, pick and rolls. Um, and and Anthony, he's just going to have to hit that jump shot sometimes. That mid-range pull-up off the pick and pop, if that's open, that's just a shot that he's going to have to knock down to keep the defense honest. Um, but with the Clippers especially, Tyler was just not going to let AD beat you, almost to the point where he would rather have LeBron get one-on-one -on -one singular matchups then allow AD to kind of cook, you know, his centers in one-on-one in -on -one matchups because that puts his bigs in foul trouble and that has a lot more, you know, domino effects on the game. He'd kind of let LeBron kind of cook you in one-on-one -on -one step back situations and LeBron did that tonight. But uh, yeah, AD struggled, you know, in terms of being involved offensively. I heard JJ Redick also was saying, why don't they just throw it to AD in the post? And it's because the Clippers just don't allow you to attack from that that they don't allow your attack to come from there a lot of times, but I would like to see AD move a little bit more to the top, use his handle a little bit more. I don't think he shot a single floater tonight. Everything was a jump shot or was a dunk at the rim. I think he missed all his threes as well. I'd like to see that return to his game. Uh, but yeah, the Clippers just make it tough. Tyloo's really good at that. This is like the 15th straight game where Tyloo's like, AD's not beating me. Uh, you're going to have to go, you know, a different route. And they did. LeBron, LeBron took it home. Yeah, I, I think the only thing I would say there is that I think, uh, like you always hear this phrase in basketball, you have to do your work early. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think in these games against these smarter teams and against these smarter smarter coaches that know that they are going to take Anthony Davis or do whatever they can to not allow Anthony Davis to beat them, um, I think the Lakers have to do their work early and get him to the free throw line so that he can actually do this motion 
like the shooting yeah. motion and see the ball go through the basket. Um, he got to the free throw line tonight five times, made four of those shots. But like you watch him shoot those mid-range jumpers, especially early before he's gotten to the free throw line. And it is literally like, you know, you kind of see him, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to back off as far as I, I can here. But like you kind of see him do like, it's like, I got, I got to shoot, I got to shoot, I got to shoot, I got to shoot, I got to shoot. I gotta, uh, okay, I shot it, you know? And it's just, it doesn't look very confident, you know? Sorry. Whereas like when he really has it going, right, he hops into it and it's just like the nice fluid motion that's just, it's like a really nice, really quick shot that he can get off um, whenever he wants. And, and, and I think a big part of that is like, whether it's getting a dunk to really like get his kind of juices flowing or getting to the free uh -huh. throw line, so that he could shoot that ball from around that same range. He could shoot his mid-range jumpers like a free throw. Like if we are being completely honest, he like teams, if if they're backing off the way that they are, he could take his time and shoot it like a free throw. So getting to the, the free throw line, the yeah, and shooting it like a free throw actually helps him within the rhythm of the game. And I think that's something that the Lakers uh, are going to have to figure out a way to do. Tonight he was being guarded by Daniel Tice for a lot of those minutes. You know, I, I think um, I, I would imagine. So, yeah, Tice played 31 minutes and Plumlee played 16. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the Lakers didn't do more to get AD the ball in the post and just tell him, like, shove him in the basket, you know, because he's giving up. Tice is giving up, like, 30, 40 pounds, four or five inches to AD. And we yeah. never really saw, you know, AD isolated in the post against the Clippers. And if they send a double, like, okay, they sent a double. But I, I, I personally would like to see the Lakers do a little bit more work early to get AD some real confidence in a matchup like this. Me too. And what, and to, just to add to that, I'd love to see AD not have to outlet the ball every single time. Like he has enough handle to me, Anthony, where if the defense is on their heels, just push it up yourself. You don't have to give it to D'Lo. You don't have to give it to Austin. You have enough of a handle to me where you can just go and attack yourself. And he does that from here from time to time. I just want to point out, you know, highlight two things. Number one, there was a play where huge play when we were making our run, Kawhi catches in the corner, AD closes out. And the amount of players who can do this, like you can count on one hand he closes out to Kawhi. maybe one him finger off. maybe one finger yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just one guy <laughs> you're right yeah um but yeah Kawhi catches in the corner he runs him off the three-point line Kawhi drives and he has a step on him goes up to dunk and ad catches it fully clean yeah, and uh forces ball. a jump forces the jump ball and obviously I, I believe we win that one um and come and lebron scores and then number two so the lakers were lebron was hunting tice a ton and what that does is at least to a smaller I, I don't remember who the switch was always against um but at least to a smaller player on ad and what he did was because he knew he wasn't getting the ball in the post he would just attack the offensive glass and he saved yep. a ton of possessions for us where you know lebron would drive and just get it onto the basket and ad would draw a foul you know uh, underneath so those two things i thought were big he was able to kind of contribute in other areas, had two huge free throws as well. You know, AD clutch free throws has been a conversation the last few years, had had two big free throws as well in this one. So, um, yeah, he was able to contribute in the fourth. It wasn't in a dominating the basketball way, but his defense was still vital. And then um, just attacking the offensive glass, being impactful in that way, just being a force, I thought helped, helped the Lakers win too tonight. I also think, and I really hope that Darvin takes this lesson from this game this is the last point I have on it because I do really have a shit ton of work I have to get to. And I still have to talk about Lakers Daily. Um, but, like, 
I do sincerely hope that Darwin sees the lack of success that the Lakers were having when he went super duper small. Cause I, you knew that this was coming, right? <laughs> Zubats isn't available. Paul George isn't playing or whatever. And the Clippers were going to be really small, but the Clippers are better at being small than the Lakers are right. Because they actually generate mm-hmm. uh, advantages by doing that. And the Lakers don't right. When the Lakers go small and they have their multi-guard lineups out there, it's Spencer Dinwiddie who can't throw a pee in the ocean right now. And it's like Cam Reddish or Torian Prince at the four. Cam can't really shoot and Torian can't rebound. So like you, and, and neither like, you know, uh, so, and, and like the Lakers don't have a whole bunch of foot speed. So they aren't like attacking and getting into the cracks of the defense that is created by going super small. So like, it, you know, we keep on getting reminder after reminder after reminder that needs to be sent to Darvin Ham that like you cannot continue to force this team into, you know, this identity that you want of it, right? This small ball identity that they, that he wants of this team. You do need to continue to find whatever physical advantage that you can. And to his credit, Rui did finish the game um, instead of Cam Reddish. Although I think yeah, Cam is kind of a big bruising small forward anyway, too. Um, I just think the Lakers need to find more ways to go bigger more often and force a team like the Clippers to have to play an extra big when they don't want to and force a team like the Warriors to try to like play Kevon Looney and Dario Sharitz together and force the, the Phoenix Suns to try to play um, Yusuf Nurkic like beyond his point of diminishing returns. And, and the more that Darwin keeps on pressing this issue of like, no, actually we can be small and we can have all these ball handles out there. Like he's actually actively making the Lakers worse. Yeah. The Lakers went eight and three, I believe going into the all-star, you know, all-star break. And it's unfortunate Christian Wood got hurt on his day off or, or something, or however that, however that um, transpired because our two big lineups, Anthony, were playing really well. We kind of were backed into the corner of playing big due to, due to the injuries. Um, and I think those are, those lineups were playing really well. And we've gotten away from that, which kind of makes sense. Anthony Davis needs a break. And unless you're going to play these small lineups, they're just very tough. Unless you up Jackson Hayes minutes, which I'm actually not. Uh, Jackson Hayes, well, tonight was just really struggled in pick and roll defense. Um, but I do think like that's a place where AD can kind of also rest a little bit. He, just, he doesn't have to be the five on defense. And it's a place where you can also just up your physicality to play bigger. But hopefully Christian Wood is coming back in about – a week or so and he can kind of return to these two big lineups that we're playing really well and really i think are the identity of the team right Rui, big bruiser lebron big bruiser anthony davis um christian wood hopefully hayes is involved in that vando's involved in that and then you have your skill guards kind of um supplementing it but um yeah i agree with you i think this team needs to play bigger needs more size we got like a minute and a half of Rui or lebron at center whoever you want to place there yeah and they got fried (laughs) i think it was like minus 12 or something in in a minute of a minute of action so hopefully we don't we don't see too much of that going forward yep all right uh a quick little um i guess personal note uh i shared this information on twitter today and uh we'll be offering up more details in the in the days that follow but i accepted a position with lakers daily to be their lakers insider and so what that means is that I will be doing my um, kind of exclusive reporting there in uh, written form. 
And then, you know, so I'll write about it there and then I will come on here and expand on that and discuss that whatever reporting that I have just done there for uh, Lakers Daily here in the lounge. So it doesn't really change anything for you guys uh, who are listening here uh, or watching here live. A reminder, please do hit subscribe there on on the um uh, you know, below the, the 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 video that you are you guys are watching right now, you can see it there in the bottom right. There, you can see the Lakers Daily uh, emblem and logo right next to Odysseys as well. Those are my two employers as it as it, as they exist right now. Um, it's kind of tough to do this mid season. I am retooling Substack to make it more analysis based, and I'll use it to also kind of talk about the league and sports um beyond the lakers uh so i hope that you guys continue to subscribe to that as well um but yeah i'm really excited shouts to brad on for uh bringing me on to uh that platform uh i cannot believe that um some like you know english major who did not try to be a newsbreaker in any real way is now uh, paid and legitimized as a uh, as a newsbreaker. That is something that I can now say that I am, and uh, it's because, frankly, because of uh, because of you guys. I'm 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 not kidding at all. Every bit of success that I have in this industry is because of the success that you guys continue to um, show me, and I am uh, forever grateful for that. So that's that. I I, I hope to have my first article dropping on uh friday uh march 1st which is my you know official start date where i will look ahead to the uh this next uh the stretch of games that the lakers are currently on right they are now ahead of schedule in this stretch by winning this um clippers game uh they have to take care of business against washington i would imagine lebron doesn't play in that one uh we will I, I'll, I'll work to, to to get what kind of information i can get on that front it was funny to see Darvin Ham say that uh, he is not sure quite yet. It's mostly because he and LeBron don't really talk anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I do want to, you know, really honestly thank everybody here from from the bottom of my heart. Raj, you've been a big part of this as well, um, and and uh, and supporting and retweeting when when you have and coming on here on the show. And as as I hopefully get bigger and as this show gets bigger, we can keep on building and and legitimize all of this stuff here further. What that means is that I need you guys to keep on subscribing wherever you get your pods, wherever you're watching here live. If you're watching on uh, Twitter, please do go to uh, youtube.com slash at Lakers lounge to, and hit that subscribe button, hit that like button as well, uh, because that really helps in the, in the algorithm as well. And, and yeah, we'll keep this thing uh, rolling. Um, all uh, right. Just uh, really quickly, really quick. Congratulations to you, Anthony. Um, some of your, you know, reporting has given me a peek into, I guess, the kitchen of how some of the NBA NBA stuff works, and a lot of the stuff has maybe a little sad of what I've seen. But uh, yeah, no, congratulations <laughs> to you. And um, I'm just, you know, I just like I said to you earlier. Um, when you break the Jalen Huchifino starts uh game i'll be i'll be excited for that so i'll be i'll be looking forward to that for sure but congratulations again lakers daily make sure everyone go and follow them follow them on twitter um and everything is that for like orient tacos on on in greece is that is that where you want me to break you want me to start reporting on greek uh euro oh, league that's, teams no okay. that's me Just... <laughs> he's averaging 26 and 4 in the g league people all right he's he's playing well <laughs> all right that is going to do <laughs> 
for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. <laughs> I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Ross Shapalu. We have, uh, all right, so uh, I'm going to turn this into a podcast. I have some other editing that I have to do for Odyssey as well. Um, tomorrow, the plan is to go live with Aaron in the afternoon um, in preparation for the Wizards game. And then after the Wizards game, I will go live after that. And then on Friday, I will also be doing a uh, a happy hour as well. Um, and, you know, in that happy hour, I'll be talking about hopefully my, my first uh, article or column for Lakers Daily. So until then, and until the next time you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Raj Chapalu. This was the Lakers Lounge. Have have a uh, great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and I will talk to you, shoot, in a few hours. We'll see you.